The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. A man in today's world wants support and guidance when tackling life's problems, but many times we feel that we need to keep our heads high and just deal with it. You know, that's not always the way to handle the issues. Now, there's Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. From health issues to family, workplace, sports, and more, we're here to provide a frank and open discussion of the topics men need to hear. Now, here's your host, Carl Bobo. Welcome to Fundamentals, the show for men, about men but at the same time, a valuable resource to the ladies who care to understand more about their men and who really want to provide support for the men uh, in their lives. I'm your host, Carl Bobo. To my fundamental and guest, I say welcome back. Good to have you back with us on today. I did fail to mention last week, and want to make sure that I do, that uh, if uh, you have a topic that you would like us to consider discussing on the radio program, just please drop me an email, and uh, we'll see if we can work that into one of our lessons over the next uh, several weeks to come. But I hope everybody is finding themselves in a good space today. Hope you're doing well. I want you to know I think it's a fabulous day out there, and I'm excited about today. And uh, many times people say, you know, what, what, what you're so excited about? Well, the first thing about today that I'm excited about is, first of all, that I'm vertical. And if you're listening to this radio program, and whether you're driving, whether you're at your office, whether you're at home, it doesn't matter. If you're able to listen to the program, that means you're vertical and not horizontal on this time side of life. And no matter what's going on in life, we've got something that we can be thankful for and appreciate it. So it's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to, as they say, smell the coffee or smell the roses. Uh, second thing is, I don't know where you reside uh, in, as part of the listening audience, but I'm here in uh, Northern California in this Bay Area, and it is absolutely a gorgeous day. I had an opportunity to get out this morning and uh, take my dog for a walk and uh, just enjoy some of that beautiful weather out there. So hopefully you have uh, some weather uh, similar to this because it's a, it's a beautiful day out there. And the third reason that I'm excited about uh, just today and, and, and really this time is, you know, this, this we, we're coming up on this last holiday weekend. So in spite of it being my birthday coming up on Saturday, most importantly, it's the last holiday weekend uh, as we really get ready to shut some things down. College football uh, is getting ready to kick off this weekend. So that's some that's a good time. And. Uh, just, just you know, it's a time where you find people trying to get out and do the last bit of act outdoor activities, depending upon what part of the country that you're in. Uh, 
before the weather changes a little bit. So this holiday has just traditionally just been one that uh, people have a tendency to try to spend some outdoor time while they can, you know, get out in the swimming pools, get to the beach, uh, go to the lakes and things of that nature. Saturday, I was uh, sitting out by the pool and having me a glass of some good Napa Valley Cabernet. And uh, in a distance, I could observe one of my neighbors getting his boat together, you know, just polishing it up, putting some final finishing touches on it. And I could just uh, only assume he was getting ready to take it out somewhere this weekend to just try to enjoy uh, this last opportunity potentially of some good outdoor time and some good outdoor weather before things start uh, cooling off a little bit. As I was sitting there watching him uh, from the distance, as I said, it it made me reflect back on some of my lake activities and uh, some of the fun that, you know, my family had on the lake. But one thing came to mind and it that I had to laugh at it and uh, is a kind of a, a funny story. And I want to share it with you because one thing I want this show to be about is me being transparent and everybody being transparent. That's what it's about. And sometimes we've got to just kind of laugh at certain things that uh, happen in life. You know, now I'm going to ask you fundamental to do me a favor. It's okay to laugh, but I'm going to ask that you laugh with me and not laugh at me. Is that, is that fair enough? All right. so, you know, se- several years ago, when my sons were younger, I decided to that I wanted them to have some different experiences than I had growing up uh, as a child. Not not saying that anything was wrong with my upbringing or anything like that, but you know, most of us parents, we we do have a a desire that our children do better than we were able to do, and at the same time, uh, have some experiences that maybe we weren't able to experience. So several years ago, when they were young, what I decided to do was buy a boat. You know, it was something that, uh, experience that I never really had before uh, as a young man growing up, and uh, I wanted to, to give them that opportunity to just kind of explore the boating life and learn a little bit about lake life and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, so I bought this boat, uh, uh, Seaway, excuse me, Seaway 190, and we would kind of use it to kind of do a little boating around the lake, uh, go look at the beautiful houses on the lake, just see the water, just go out there, relax, sometimes fish and things of that nature. But one time I decided, I said, there's more to this and I want them to have the full boating experience. So I decided I wanted them to learn and all of us to learn how to water ski. I had never done it before and they had never done it. And we had this boat and we uh, were sitting out there on the lake. Well, why not take full advantage of everything that the lake has to offer? So I decided to go down to a marine boat shop and went ahead and bought some water skis came back to the house and we would sit back there and look and went outside and got the rope, all that stuff going and the boat out there in the water, drivers in place, had all that stuff going. And as I, you know, I'm, now you got to keep in mind, I'm, I'm here talking to the, the 
the fund of man. But the reality of it is I'm just a man just like you do. And I make mistakes just like like you do. You do and you and we all continue to do. You know, one mistake is that I, I just felt that I didn't need to ask for instructions or guidance or coaching on water ski. And it didn't seem to be that difficult. So I just figured as as we, you know, as men, as we have a tendency to do, I, I don't need to ask for directions. Well, I don't even need to ask for directions on how to water ski. I'll figure it out. It don't look to be that hard. Now, you can figure out where I'm going with this. This the first experience turned out to just be a disaster. I've just got to keep it real. Man, did I make a mockery out of that thing? Well, first thing that would happen was being that the object of water skiing is to ski on top of the water. Well, I had this genius idea that the easiest way to then ski on top of the water is to start on top of the water. And what I did was standing up there on the deck. First of all, I keep in mind, now you got to say, I never water skied before, never put on any skis. So really didn't even know how to put them on. But, you know, me and the boys, we kind of figured that out. They kind of helped me. And I, and I was the guinea pig initially. So finally got the skis on and I'm standing on top of the dock. The boat's in the water. The driver is already there. Throws me the rope back, and I sat back there, and I said, okay, the easiest thing to do is I'm going to have him take off, and I'm just going to take off right from the deck. Sound like a good idea initially, but it turned out to not be. Man, I gave my driver the signal to take off on that boat, and you would have just died laughing because soon as that rope, te- uh, the tension was gone, that boat pulled me straight into the water head first, and I was dang, bam! It was crazy. I mean, I had to sit back there and just laugh and shake my head. But no, just like another man, but what do I do? I'm going to try it again. I got to figure out how to beat this. And I tried to do it again. And guess what happened? I got the same mistake. Went head first back into the water. And you know how it is, man. I, I, I came up out of the water and I'm looking around and you can just see people sitting up there just looking at you. And they just, you know, kind of got some smirks on their face. Other boaters that are out there, and and I and now now we got to be transparent on this program. So let me understand. Now look here, I'm 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 a African American dude, so it's not like we a whole a whole lot of us spend a whole lot of time out there on the water. So let's just keep that real. So you can imagine what some of the people were was going thoughts were going through their mind, looking at this big man sitting out there, bald head out there, trying to water ski, trying to take off from the dock, not knowing what he is doing, and crashing head first in the water. Big mistake. Huge mistake. And uh, I had to sit back there and laugh at it. Well, as I sat back there and got out the second time and looked around, I kept saying, man, there's got to be a better way. So, you know, you just kind of, kind of gradually, I kind of act like with my life jacket on and I was kind of swimming around in the water, but really what I was doing was kind of using my peripheral vision to kind of see what other people out there were doing 
and how they got up. So as I kind of slyly looked around, I, I noticed there was a guy who was not too far from me, who was a getting ready to water ski, but his boat was kind of in the middle of the channel and he was out there in the water. And as I just kind of watched him, I saw that as the boat took off that he came up, he did it the right way and went on to water skiing and, and just looked like he had a great time. And I said, well, dog, I guess that's how you do it. You're supposed to start in the water. See, what I didn't realize because I was too hard-headed to get some advice is that there are some people that do take off from the dock, but usually those are experienced skiers because it takes a little bit of knack to be able to go from the dock into the water without hurting yourself. Well, I almost broke my neck trying to do something that I had no business even attempting to do in the first place. And what made matters worse than that is I'm sitting up here doing this thing in front of my sons. I'm trying to give them a new experience in life. And I know they just wanted to die laughing. I haven't even asked them, uh, but I'm sure they just laugh at me all the time, even when they think back uh, at that particular day. But it was it was a an experience. So this next time, being what I once I learned the proper way to do it, I stayed in the water. And I asked the driver. I said, "Okay, I see what it did." So I just kind of said, "Take the boat up a little bit to get the tension out of the rope." And let's try this thing all over again. And here it is. We took off again. And guess what? I drank more water than the lake almost had. And the reason I did, because my driver started driving too slow. He didn't pull the boat fast enough to get me up out of the water. Therefore, all of that water just came back and hit me in the mouth. Oh, my goodness. Man, I was... I was laughing at myself, but I could still see those same people all around sitting up there just laughing because they realized that I was struggling to try to get up. But you know what? I wasn't going to let that stop me. We're going to do this thing again. I so told my driver, I said, man, look, you got to floor it. Don't just tiptoe up. Forget I'm Give it some gas and get me up. But his next time, that's exactly what he did. I mean, he just gunned the boat. And I started coming up out of the water, but I decided I made another mistake that uh, some rookie water skiers do, and that is I tried to, I tried to help the boat out. And what I mean by that is instead of allowing the boat to just pull me out of the water, I tried to use my arms and pull myself up as if this was going to help out. And guess what happened there? I ended up going head first back into the water again. And I stuck. there did come a thought in my mind at that particular moment after drinking all that water. Like, Wait a minute, man. Maybe this is not something that you need to be doing. But I said, no, I don't like to be, I don't like to allow something to defeat me. So I was determined. And again, my boys were sitting up there watching me. So I got to make this thing happen. So we did it again. And this next time, I just locked my arm, my elbows, because I saw this other guy do it. And uh, once I locked myself in, I was able to go on up and uh, get up on my skis and run around and have a great time skiing the lake and just having a, a blast doing it and learn some great things about it. But when I sit back there, and I know this is somewhat comical, but when I sit back here and I think back on this thing, 
there's a lot about what I went through water skiing that reminded me of life. You know, because because life has various experiences as well. And I want to just, you know, give you five points real quick that you can take down before we uh, head to a break. But one thing is I want to challenge my my fundamental out there is don't be afraid of making a mistake or failing. What's that old saying? He who does not take a chance does not stand a chance. You got to be willing to make a mistake. You've got to be willing to fail. Matter of fact, I would encourage you to embrace your mistakes. Embrace your failures. You can actually learn as much from your mistakes as you can from our successes. My mistakes early on in water skiing were were simply a part of my overall development and growth process in accomplishing what was my new goal at that particular time. So anytime you're branching off and you're trying to do something that you're uncomfortable doing, you're going to make mistakes, but don't let the mistakes discourage you. Don't be afraid to make them. You can learn from them and they can launch you to uh, accomplishing the goal you have in mind. Another thing that I think we we can take to life about my water skiing experience, and that is don't allow the observers, the critics, to discourage you and keep you from your goal. It's going to happen. You're going to have people out there that try to tear you down. You're going to have people out there that will try to hold you back. You have people out there that actually don't want to see you successful. But you can't allow the observers and the critics to discourage you. I've often said, never let someone with a signif- with the significance of a speed bump become your roadblock in your life. Let me say that again. Never let someone with the significance of a speed bump become a roadblock in your life. They're not worth it. Stick to what your goal is and what you're trying to accomplish. If I had sat back there and let the thoughts that I thought the people around me were saying in their minds as they saw me struggle to learn how to water ski, if I had let that discourage me, people today, I and potentially my boys would not know how to ski. But right now, because I did not allow the distractions, I did not allow the naysayers to get in the way and discourage me, I can sit there and say with a smile on my face that not only myself, but my sons, all three of them, are very good water skiers today. Third thing is, be careful and selective in whom you allow to drive the boat. And when I mean the boat, you know, that's from the water skiing perspective, but to drive your life or to influence your life or to pull you. See, I didn't realize when I first started trying to water ski the importance of the driver and how he, I'm at that particular person's disposal. So what you've got to learn how to do is be very careful and selective on who you allow to influence you and to pull you. Because see, my driver was an amateur driver just as much as I was an amateur at water skiing. Big mistake. When you start talking about your life, 
Make sure the person or the people that you allow to influence you and pull you have more experience in certain areas than what you, than you do. Fourth thing I want to say is that after you have thoughtfully made the decision on whom you will allow to pull and influence you, don't fight against them. That's another mistake I made. And I, I was pulling on the rope, fighting against the boat, when the object was to allow the boat and its power to pull you out the water. It didn't need help. You know, so when you when you bring a professional in your life to influence you and to pull you and to encourage you and to uh, influence you in, in a certain direction you want to go, allow them to do their job and to help you do the things that you need to do and don't pull against them. And then lastly, I would just encourage you to do one thing, and that is, you know, keep your eye on the prize. There's too many other things out there that can distract you, but keep your eye on the prize. My goal. My prize was I wanted to learn how to water ski so I could teach my, my sons so that they could enjoy it and we could all enjoy that lake acti activity. By keeping my eye on the prize, we were able to accomplish the goals. If you keep your eye on the prize, you can accomplish whatever goal that you put in your mind. Look here, we've got to take a break right quick and uh, in a few minutes we'll come right back. But I want you to make sure you, you, you tune me back in because we're going to talk about how to enjoy this ride called life. You know, life is a ride. It's a, it's a magnificent ride. But how do we really enjoy it? So we're going to talk about how to do that. I'm Carl Bobo, the host of Fundamentals. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. Voiceamerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. Voiceamerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. Voiceamerica.tv. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Welcome back, Fundaman. Hope you had a good break. Look here, before the break, I told you that we were going to come back in this section or this and, and talk about how to enjoy this ride called life. 
And I say that because I want you to look at it. It's 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 a magnificent ride. Right? Life is a fantastic thing that we have, but we've got to learn how to enjoy it. So in this, as we want to talk about, you know, really, steps. how did we really do that? Well, to help get you where I want to get you from the a mental standpoint, I, I want to bring up a couple of metaphors that are used to describe life. Some of them you're probably familiar with, if not all of them. You know, uh, I'm sure most of us have heard that life can be like a roller coaster, that metaphor roller coaster. It has its ups, but it also has its downs. And every now and then, it'll throw you a curve. That sounds a lot of like life, if you must admit. I've heard uh, another metaphor that was used that life can be like, uh, like an onion. You peel it one layer at a time. And sometimes it'll make you cry. I think that that very accurately uh, describes life because there are some some moments in life you, we, we take it one layer at a time, we take it one day at a time, but sometimes it makes us cry. Someone, someone else said that life is like a, a novel. You are the author. And every day is a new page. Now, I really like that. We are the author. But every day is a new page. So you can change things. If you don't like how things are going, that's the great thing about being the author. You are in control. And if you don't like even how the page was yesterday, it doesn't matter. You can change that. Every day is a new page. Somebody else uh, used a different metaphor, and that was one of photography. And when I first heard this one, I said, wait a minute, what do you mean by life is like, a, like photography? But then as I read more about it, I got it, you know, because we develop from negatives, just like photography. We develop from negatives. And that's, that's a, such a powerful statement because it's amazing when we look back and think about how all the negative things that have transpired through our, li- through our lives, the impact that it has in molding and shaping us to be all that we can be. Another metaphor that I like to share with you, someone said it's like a pencil, it's life is like a pencil. You can be sharpened, you can correct mistakes, and you can leave a mark. Now think about that again. A pencil, you can be sharpened. So wherever you are in life, it doesn't matter. You can be sharpened, you can become better. I think it was Muhammad Ali who once said that, you know, a person that lives 30 years and does not change has wasted the last 30 years of his life. You know, that's, that, and that's somewhat true because the reality of it is you can change some things. So you can correct it, you can, you can, you can correct the mistakes. And at the same time, no matter what age you are, it's never too late for you to leave a mark. Now you say, well, why did I bring up these, these metaphors? Roller coaster, onions, novel, uh, photography, pencil. Is one thing about all of these metaphors is that they all tell one big truth about life. And that is, and that is it has its positives and 
negatives and the positives usually outweigh the negatives. So therefore, sit back and enjoy the ride. Life's not always going to be great. We, we're going to have a mixture. You're going to always have different things that are going on. But, but you can sit back and enjoy the ride because even the negatives we understand are simply a part of life. See, one of the biggest problems that I see is that we have a tendency to make our problems seem bigger than they actually are. And we allow them to last longer than they actually should. Because we don't see and put them in proper perspective in regards to the totality of life. Let me, let me say that again. I said one of the biggest problems that I see is that we have a tendency to make our problems seem bigger than they actually are. And we allow them to last longer than they actually should because we don't see and put them in proper perspective in regards to the totality of life. See what I mean by that is we don't, if you think about those metaphors, think about it again. We don't view the drop on the roller coaster as the sum of the whole ride. No, we don't. Because if that's if the whole ride was just going down, there'd be a whole lot of people not getting back on there. See, what, what we do is we recognize you're going to have some drops. You're going to have some curves. But you're also going to go up sometime and it allows you kind to regain your composure and things of that nature. So we don't look at the roller coaster, the drop part as the sum of the whole ride. Think about that onion we talked about. We don't magnify the eye-burning experience of an onion to override the tasty benefits of it. You know, sure that onion can make you cry from time to time, but man, once you sit back there and you get beyond that you, you, and you get your, your eyes clear, boy, it tastes good on a burger. It tastes good chopping something up and putting them on a hot dog. It tastes good mixing them in fruit. So, again, we don't magnify the eye-burning part to say, oh, I'll never eat another onion again. I, I, I won't do it. No, we don't do that. You know, my wife and I had the the privilege uh, a few years ago. Our middle son was living in New Zealand at the time, and so we had the opportunity to go over there and visit with him. And New Zealand, the, the beautiful country. Now, I want you to understand the land over there is just magnificent and the people are, are super friendly. But it's known as a place that you go and you experience some outdoor activities. Well, one thing that we decided to experience while we were over there is to skydive, something we've never done before in our lives. And we decided if we're going to go up once, we might as well go up as high as they would allow us to go and jump from 15,000 feet. Now, don't get me wrong now, what, 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 were we terrified beforehand? Oh, yeah, there was a little fear there. Matter of fact, the night before I knew we were going, I, I, I can't even describe how much wine I drank because I was trying to calm my nerves down. But, but what, what we understood is that the benefits outweighed our fears because what we were told is that where we were in New Zealand and then going up 15,000 feet to jump, we would right there close to the equator and we could even potentially see the curvature of the earth. So I said, wait a minute, that's a once in a lifetime experience. So it was something that we decided to do 
because the benefits, as I said, outweighed our fears. You know, my middle son, he's kind of crazy. He's, he's uh, done that thing they call bungee jumping at the two highest places in the world, one in South Africa and one in New Zealand that you can do. Now, I'm not that crazy, but I could also understand his mindset, though, because what he feels is that the jump is not so long and that he can get what he wants out of it and then it's going to be over in just a matter of seconds. But that that's up to him. But what I'm here to tell you is that if we can learn to enjoy the ride when we put things in proper perspective, when we understand that even the negative things that happen in our life, even the, the, the failures that we have in our life are all a part of life, that they're not designed to keep us back, but that they have a role to play in our life in molding us and in help shaping us into being the person and the people that we ought to be. We need to, you know, life is, again, I said life is not meant to always be, be lived on the mountaintop. You've got, you've got to come down to the valley sometime. But like I've always told people, I said, even when you're in the valley, I can learn to smile. I can learn to be happy because the valley is that part that sits in between two hills. So the reality of it is, if you just keep walking, you're going to go back up again. So learn to embrace the valley. It's not a big deal. It's all a part of life. I want to give you two assignments that, to, to help you put things in proper perspective to, to really enjoy and learn how to enjoy the ride of life. Now, if you remember last week, one of the things that I asked you to do was I said, I wanted you to go home and pull out some paper and start writing down all your problems. Now, hopefully some of you are still writing. You know, and, 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 and if, you, if everybody is finished, I'm sure that all of your, the, the good things that happen in life by far outweigh the problems. But, but, but I want to focus on the problems right quick, being that that's one of the things that I had you do before having to write all of your blessings and the good things down. So when you look at your problems, I want you to take your top three to five. And then I want you to, and I'm, not, I'm talking about past problems. Not, I don't want you to talk about not the current, anything that you're currently dealing with, but past problems, things that you had in your life, that your top three to five, but you have now moved beyond those. Well, there's a reason I want you to do that. Because when you, what I want you to do is ask yourself the question as you look back and reflect on those problems back in the past. How did you really feel when you were going through the problem? How did you really feel with that particular experience? And then secondly, how long did it last? Because see, we all have problems, but if we really think back, when we're in the midst of them, it looks like the world is coming to an end. It looks, sometimes it can look like I can't see any way out of this. I don't know my way around it. I can't pay, I don't, I lost my job and I don't see how I'm gonna pay this. I don't see how I'm gonna survive. I lost my family, I don't know how I'm gonna make it. My health is bad, whatever your problem was. But if you think back of your mindset when you were there and how long did it last? Because if we're honest with ourselves, some of those problems that we had back in the past that we thought were basically life ending and we didn't see any way out of it, you're sitting here today. So somehow you got out from under it. If you're listening to this radio program, 
Somehow you made it through that. And if we're honest with ourselves, we have multiple things that have happened in our lives that we have overcome just like that. Multiple things. Second thing I want you to do is I want you to go interview someone who you know that is extremely successful and has lived a fairly long life. Think about it. Again, interview someone that you know that is extremely successful. And one thing I've learned about successful people is they really don't have a problem talking about themselves and their success. So you're not going to have a problem doing that. You just need to go up there and ask them. Just say, look, I like to I like to pick your brains. I'm, you, you're somebody that I respect. I've, I've observed you from afar for a while and saw some of the things that you've accomplished in life. And I'd like to just sit down and uh, allow you to kind of walk me through your your your, your life uh, a little bit so that I can kind of understand and, and maybe I can learn some things from it. And what you're going to find out when you do is that when you sit down with somebody who's lived a long life and has been extremely successful, is that they will sit back there and talk about their failures. They'll talk about the different issues that they run across uh, in life. They'll talk about the roadblocks that they had and the mistakes as a part of life that helped develop them that helped mold them, that helped shape them into who they are right now. You know, I I understand when we're in the midst of storms that it's hard. When you're in the midst of drowning, it's hard to see the benefits of those things that's going on around you and, and what you can learn from it. But when you look back, and even those of us right now, we can look back on our own lives and see some issues that we had that we were able to overcome. And that by itself should be enough to motivate us that regardless of what you go through, it's not permanent. It's just a period of time. It's just like on that roller coaster. You're just going down right now. But you're getting ready to come back up. You're getting ready to hit a curve. It's going to slow down and you get your bearings right. It's not the end of the world. So when you talk to that successful person and they go back and they recount their 70 years of life, they'll talk about those problems that they had and those failures and difficulties and things of that nature. But when they talk about those failures, when they talk about all that and they put it in the totality of life, what you'll see is that there's more good that has happened in their life than has been bad. And, when, and, and it's actually a true statement about most people. There is actually more good that goes on in our lives on a day-to-day basis than there is bad. We have to understand that. We have to understand that you know, it's, it's, it's not permanent. It's not a permanent trial. It's not a permanent difficulty, but it's just a part of the overall thing that we call life. And when you put it in its proper perspective, and as you start going through those difficulties, you can start smiling out a little bit because you know, hey, not a big deal. It's just a part of life. I'm going to get through this. This will pass. It's just a it's just a blurp in the road. It's just a little bump. It's not here to completely stop me, but it's just a part of life and my development. And again, that, 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 that successful person will tell you that it was those very mistakes, those very issues 
that many times helped mold them and shape them to be able to be the person that they are right now and to enjoy a lot of the benefits that they have right now. See, what we've got to understand is that it's all a part of the seasons of life. I've often said that life, in, to me, it has spring, it has summer, it has fall, and it has winter. You know, the totality of life. If you really look at our lives, in one year, you might have, you know, just take it, you might, you have things that, that, that are fresh that spring up in life. You have things in the summer that just full bloom, full bloom and the sun is shining and radiant. But then you have things in, in, in the fall time that, that kind of change a little bit. And, and winter can be a cold and dark time. But the reality of it is, it all entails the weather. Same thing. It all entails life. So don't focus on the one negative. See, what we've got to understand is when you sit back there and you listen to me on the radio, you know, you're talking about someone who's had years of refinement. I've, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I, I've, I've hit different walls. I've, I've, I've sat back there and shed some tears. I've, I've sat back there and, and had some failures and some setbacks. But those failures and those setbacks are the very things that launched me to the level that I am right now. And the person that you're hearing on the radio is someone who's been refined. That's what you get when you talk to other successful people out there. They'll tell you that their success and who they are right now is a direct reflection of some of the different experiences and the different things that they went through. So we've just got to learn how to not take it too seriously and learn how to stop and enjoy the ride because this ride in life can be a wonderful thing. Hey, look here. Uh, we've come to another point in our show that we've got to take another quick break right quick. So uh, we want to do that, but I want you to don't turn me off yet. We've got one last section that we'll deal with after the break uh, that we introduced last week called Man Down. So we're going to deal with that, and then we will close out and let you enjoy this holiday weekend that is coming your way. So we be right back. Enjoy your break. I'm Carl Bowell. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Look among the stars, life is bigger than it seems. Get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Welcome back, Fundament. Welcome back. I'm not going keep to keep you too much longer. We know you got some great things that you're going to be doing over the rest of the day and over your holiday uh, weekend. Uh, as we hit this last section, remember I introduced this to you last week. We called it Man Down. And uh, just want to emphasize again that Man Down is a term that is used when a person needs some support. They've gotten themselves down and need some help up. I talked to you about, this is not the man down last week about that Rihanna uses in her song. No, this is more of what you know, law enforcement officers. If a man down, that means they got an officer down that they've got to, somebody's got to get out there and help them get back up. You know, military, I've got a young, my youngest son is, is at West Point. And, and so we're, we're very cognizant of the word man down because we understand that uh, that's, that's not necessarily a good thing, but you've got to be there for your friends to help them get back up. You know, athletically, I just was reading uh, yesterday about uh, what's that quarterback from the um, Minnesota Vikings, Bridgewater, you know, knee, dislocated kneecap and torn ACL, man down. They had to get some people to help him get up off the field uh, to, to get him to the locker room. So when we talk about man down, we're, we're talking about uh, men who have gotten themselves in a situation that they need some help on getting back up. And in this particular session, uh, section, we like to utilize this to try to give you some points that can help you get back up in life. Now, I'm, I'm, I know that there's someone who's listening that says, OK, Carl, well, well, look here, man. I understand everything that you've said. I understand that life can be like a roller coaster. It can be here today and it can be up and down and it has its curves. I understand it can be like an onion that you can, you peel it one layer at a time and sometimes it makes you cry. I understand all of that. I understand that that I, I, I lead to learn how to enjoy the ride, but you don't understand how how I've messed up my life. You don't understand, Carl, that that I've done so many different things wrong. I've made so many mistakes that I am so far down that I can't find any enjoyment in life. I'm so far down that I don't think I will ever be able to get back up. I I, I messed up my my marriage. And now my my ex-wife doesn't want anything, anything to do with me. I messed up my relationship with my children, maybe you didn't pay child support or things of that nature, or you're an absentee father and just not there. And you're like, I just feel that I've I've done so much damage that they don't want to even see me and be around me anymore. Uh, I, I messed up my job, that I've lost that job and I've lost multiple jobs because of different issues in my life, or maybe it was a Uh, substance abuse, some type of addiction or whatever you're going through, but whatever your issues are, you know, that, that, that doesn't have to be the end of it. I know there's somebody here right now saying, you know, I messed up. I may even have a poor relationship with my parents because of mistakes that I've made in the past and continue to make. Uh, I betrayed some friends that were lifelong and, and now all of a sudden they've put me down. Listen to me. I get it. I understand that you can get to the point that you feel that you're so far down 
that you can't get back up. But I want you to understand something. Those are speed bumps and they're not roadblocks. There's a difference. Again, I said those are speed bumps and they're not roadblocks. What we've got to learn how to do is move beyond those things. You'll hear me say, you know, you, 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 you can't sit back and unspill milk. You've already made mistakes in your life. You're not, you can't undo that. You've already made those mistakes. But we've got, we want to give you some meat that you can take with you to help you get back on your feet. So the first thing I want you to do is write this down now. First thing is I need you to forgive yourself. And please, I need you to hear me on this one. I need you to take some time, irregardless of what mistakes you have made and how down you are and all of that stuff. I need you to take some time and I need you to forgive yourself. Now, I want you to understand this is going to be a painful study that you have to do here because that's it calls it calls you to do what is called self-reflection. You've got to look deep inside. You need to get off into corn, get by yourself. You don't do this with one statement, I forgive myself. No, you got to go in and you got to take a long look at the mistakes that you've made, the people that you've hurt, the jobs that you've lost, the, the, the whatever, whatever it is that you've been going through that has got you down. Take a long look at that. And then the first thing that you got to do is you got to forgive yourself because you can't get up and do anything else until you first forgive yourself. No, you don't need to go to nobody else. No, the first the the biggest person that you've let down is your own self. Every mistake that I have made in my life, the first person I let down was myself before it was anybody else. So the first thing you got to do is you got to forgive yourself. And if that means if, it, if you're going to break down and cry, go ahead and cry because that can be an emotional time. And any real man that tells you that real men don't cry, hear me, they're not a real man because real men do cry. That's an old school philosophy that's so old. And really, what it did, what did it really accomplish? It made our parents, our fathers have high blood pressure. And to this day, they're taking medication because they've been holding that stuff in all of their life. You got to let that stuff go. You've got to let the pressure out. So the first thing you did is you've, you, you've done just like everybody else has done is you made some mistakes. Now, forgive yourself for the mistakes and be done with it. Now, after you have truly forgiven yourself, and I'm talking about looking yourself in the mirror and said, you know what, I'm sorry for letting myself down. I'm sorry for the mistakes that I've made. And I mean, after you have truly looked yourself in the mirror and have forgiven yourself, only after you have completely done this, then you take the next step. And that is you got to forgive others. You got to forget. I didn't say ask anybody for forgiveness. You're not there yet. You got to forgive. The first step in getting up off the ground is you got to forgive yourself. The second step is that then you've got to forgive others who have done wrong to you. 
She said, now, wait a minute, God, that, that's tough to forgive other people. Well, before, before you come and ask somebody else for forgiveness, you need to at least learn to practice forgiveness in your life. You'd be, you'd be amazed that once you finally first forgive yourself, that there will be a weight that is taken off of you that all of a sudden you'll feel more free than you've ever felt before in your life or you felt in a long time. And then go out and forgive others. Now you say, but how can I forgive others? Well, see, you know, the, the, here, here, let me give you an example. One of our problems is we equate forgiveness with uh, forgetting. And those are two different words. Because see, here's the reality. If you sit back and you take a knife out and you slice me on my cheek, and I'm telling you, and and I'm telling you that I'm supposed to forgive you. How can I forgive you when every morning I get up and I look in the mirror, getting ready to shave my face? I have a scar there that is a constant reminder of what you've done to me. Well, see, here's what forgiveness means. Forgiveness does not mean forgetting, but what forgiveness means is that you don't allow the actions of the past to affect the present. That's putting it simple. We don't allow the actions of the past to affect the present. And if that means you got to have some reminders, I mean, I don't care if you got to tie a string around your finger to remind you, hey, I need to forgive that person. I need to forgive that person. I need to forgive this person. For whatever it is that they've done to you, you know, you need to learn to forgive. Because I tell you, when you don't, you actually cause more stress in your life. But when you first forgive yourself, you'll feel that weight come off of you and you will find that what has been hard and difficult to, for you in the past to forgive some others who have done wrong to you, you'll find that you actually have that ability now because you have gone through the right process. You're not trying to do things in the backward way. No, you started by forgiving yourself and now you're going to forgive others. Then the third thing. After you have forgiven yourself, after you have forgiven others, then you need to sincerely seek out those that you have wronged and ask them for forgiveness. Sincerely. Look here, we've all made mistakes. Anybody that sits back there and tells you that they haven't, they are fool they, they just lying. They're not they're the only person that they're actually fooling is themselves. You know, it does. You know, successful people make mistakes. There's this false impression that even rich people don't have problems. Oh no, they've got this, this, the same problems. Everybody goes through the same things, same things in life, similar problems. So you've got to sincerely go ask them to forgive you. If maybe it's an ex-wife, go ask them forgiveness. Maybe if it's just your children and you weren't there for them growing up, go ask them for for forgiveness. It doesn't matter. You can still get back up, even in spite of your mistakes. What we've got to learn how to do is, though, we've got to take, take the process the right way. See, what's happened many times is we want to go ask somebody else for forgiveness before we've gotten ourselves together. That's why you start off by forgiving yourself first, and then you forgive others, and then you sincerely ask for forgiveness. Now, somebody's sitting up here saying, oh, Carl, look here, I, I appreciate it, but you just don't understand. Some of the stuff that I did, they'll never forgive me. 
My ex-wife will never forgive me. My children will never forgive me. Some of the friends that I betrayed will never forgive me. Some of the jobs, never. You know what? You can't unscramble an egg. I get that. You can only control what you can control, and that's your ability to forgive. You can't control the others. Let me give you one last metaphor before we wrap this thing up. And I think, hopefully, this will help you understand where I'm going. Elevator. Think about an elevator. Life is like an elevator. And as you're going up, getting up on that ground from that man down position, sometimes you have to stop and not let some people get off. I'm Carl Bobo. You've been sitting here listening to Fundamentals. That's the message for today. That's the message to carry through the holidays. Have a good holiday season, and we'll talk to you next week. Fundamental man out and man up. Thanks for listening this week to Fundamentals. Please join your host, Carl Bobo, again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an awesome week.